so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz. And I'm a little nervous. I'm recording this at 7.45 p.m. I had to take a break from the numbers. I've been staring at the numbers too much. And when you stare at the numbers that much, you get frightened. But we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about a lot more, too. Right here on this Joe Batanz. Right here on Afterthought Media. I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. I'm going to tell you something. Like I have said many times before, this show is a record of how I feel at any one given moment in my life. So that later on, in my old age, I can go back and listen, like, what was I thinking in 2020? What were my thoughts? What, what, what was I afraid of? And we're actually going to not, we're not going to really talk about the election because, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about my feelings right now, but for the most part, these feelings will be obsolete even in an hour. They'll be obsolete tomorrow morning, you know, uh, they'll be obsolete by the end of the week. But I can record this, I can tell you this, is, it's funny, uh, everything is going theoretically according to plan okay uh we knew there were some things we knew we knew uh that this election because of the oddness of the coronavirus was not going to be decided tonight okay because of the mail-in ballots and because the mix of in-person voting also a lot of the networks and keep this in mind if you're listening to this and things haven't been decided yet a lot of the news networks usually decide or make decisions and projections based on exit polls well exit polls are completely unreliable uh right now because they skewed heavily Republican because Republicans had no problem going and voting in person. And, and, and the networks knows this, know this, but that means that they're kind of a little more blind than usual, but they want to make projections. Uh, that said, so hold on to that. If we still, things are still not decided in the morning, we knew they weren't going to be decided, but there are some disappointments. You know, uh, as I was telling Adam Burns on throwing down, I said, look, here are the states that they have over a 90% chance of winning. And so far, all those states are performing exactly as expected, except for Wisconsin and Michigan. They're scaring me. Right now, as of 7.45 p.m., they're leaning pink, but they haven't reported a majority of their ballots yet. And to uh, show you, is like Trump was ahead in North Carolina by like 15 points, and they had like 60% of the ballots in. They're like, oh, it's going go to go to Trump. And I was like, how do they know this? And they were right, you know? Well, actually, as of now, tr- still North Carolina is too close to call. So, but it looks like it's going to Trump, but it's still too close to call technically. 
And so what's funny is based on the model that I saw, and if you remember I was telling Adam Burns, I was like, we, we, to, for Biden to win, he just needs to win one of these states. And they were Florida, which he lost, uh, North Carolina, which it looks like he's going to lose. Pennsylvania, that is completely up in the air. We won't know that till the end of the week. Ohio looks like he might lose as a 745. It's still very close. Uh, and then, Arizona. I, th- I might be missing one or two here, right? And I had said, if Biden wins all the states we know he's going to win, he has a 90% chance or more of winning those states, and he wins Arizona, and he flips one of the little counties in Nebraska and Maine, just one of them, then he will win the Electoral College. And... uh that still not is not out of contention. It's not the best case scenario. We were hoping for more than one of those places. Uh, and Pennsylvania is too close to call. On the one hand, Trump's overperforming in one county, but that's mostly reported. And then, but I was just reading how there's this, there's this county that's heavily, 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 heavily favored towards Biden. And they're, not, they've already said, we're done for the night. We're not reporting anymore till the morning. And that, that, that's, that's like half a million votes that aren't going to be reported until the morning. So they're not going to continue counting until the morning. They're just going to sit there. And there are just a ton of mail-in ballots. Like, things can still change. This is what Trump's start trying to stop. And that's where the courts might get involved. So uh, we just don't know. So if if Wisconsin and Michigan can pull through, they're exactly where we still thought everything would be. It's just so scary because there are so many more red states but more populous, but fewer blue states. And so it's a little scary that you're just hearing, you know, it goes for Kentucky and it goes for Missouri and it goes for Kansas and it goes for... So we're waiting to hear those. Let's see how it goes. But I am a nervous Nelly, right? And But I will say at this same time, four years ago, it was like Clinton lost, you know? And that doesn't seem to be where we are right now. It doesn't seem to be where we are right now. It seems to be everything is still working out the way it's supposed to. Florida was a big miss. I don't, you know, I'm starting to be swayed by the whole Nate Silver doesn't know, know what the fuck he's talking about because he was so wrong on Florida. Like, um, uh, everything else that was playing within the margins of error and whatnot. So, uh, and it's just, it, but it's also, to be honest with you, makes me really sad for this country. It's a country that's full of hate. It's a country that is full of fear and hate and of the other. And it's just a really, really, really sad thing. But we made it through these four years. And we'll make it through another four years. Remember I told you on Throwing Down, there's 10% a part of me that um, wants Trump to be around so that he holds the bag when the shit hits the fan. Because the shit's going to hit the fan. All right? The shit is going to hit the fan. And when it does, he'll be holding the bag and, uh, we'll see. And it's like, you know, the thing that I can say, but I know this isn't true for all of you is I'm personally really lucky in that I live in a very, very blue state. Trump's effects on Trump's laws don't really affect me, if that makes any sense. So, uh... There's very little of the Trump administration that would affect me. Uh, but, but that said, 
another four years of Trump means another four years of the Supreme Court being shaped in that way that can last for generations. It means another uh, uh, four years of hate and white supremacy and uh, this country, this country. So if we eke out a win, which I hope we do, and I'm still confident we will, then that will be great. Because all I oh, look, I'm not saying that Biden's going to accomplish great things, but I just want the path to get on a path to healing again, even if the next four years are about healing, and um, then we could see some big things. Anyway, let me continue the story from last time, which is Carlos says, you know, Tomas. If you remember, we were talking about Florida and the setting up the event there, and Tomas says. I mean, Carlos said that Tomas never messaged him. So I talked to Tomas, and Tomas messages him. But then, like, Carlos got in some sort of car accident or something. <clears throat> and so he didn't message back Tomas. And um, we saw that a drag queen was doing an event that had the same name as our event called Drag to the Polls. So I actually don't have an answer. I told Tomas, reach out to this drag queen and introduce yourself and offer our services. But at that point, all we were... So at that stage... What we had transformed into was like, okay, maybe we can get someone in another battleground state to do a drag event to the polls, and we will just do whatever we can to help them with logistics. And uh, we um, helped them with logistics, what was I going to say? Oh, so I just realized right now it's Cameron's birthday. I don't know why. The, oh, because I was thinking like, oh, Cameron's going to be upset about these election results. And then I'm like, oh, wait, today's Cameron's birthday. He just thought about it right now. So anyway, um, he, it, it, but it, so then we having, Tomas and I are having one of our meetings and I think he even suggests, well, why don't we just do it in LA? And even though California is not a swing state, it is, Los Angeles is a place where there's a lot of media. You get a lot of media coverage. You can get celebrities and whatnot. And why don't we do a drag to the polls event? And we chose, we'll do it on Halloween because that'll be a good day to do it. And, um, and we'll do it at the ballot box in West Hollywood. And so then he, but there was no event planned. We just decided that we would do it on that day from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday on Halloween. And it would be at the ballot box in West Hollywood, which conveniently has a hamburger Mary's right there across the street from the ballot box. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. That is perfection. That we will, we'll, and we'll, but then I didn't know how to get a hold of hamburger Mary's. I didn't know how to get a hold of anybody there. And um, I didn't know how to do any of these things. And so that's when initially what we thought we would do is we thought Hamburger Mary's was closed, that they weren't open for business, you know? So we were like, well, what if we got, we just put the money out, we shelled the money out for some big uh, drag celebrities, and we said, why don't we try for Trixie and Katya? So I go on their website and it says, for booking information, you know, contact this person. So I contact Trixie and Katya's bookers, and they're like, yes, uh, Trixie and Conti would be interested in this. This sounds like something they would want to do. And then they come back with a number that is so high. But I was like, but you know, it would ultimately be worth it. You get a ton of media and a ton of people showing up and just to say hi to Trixie and Conti and it'd be a great media event. Okay. And I think I talked about this. 
like the negotiations were back and forth and this and that and will a car pick them up and blah, blah, blah. we were saying yes to everything and we and now what's funny is each of them asked for asked for five thousand dollars each to appear okay and we were like we can't swing that that's a lot of money they actually wanted more they wanted fifty five hundred dollars each to appear and so I wrote to them and said, look, we can't swing that because A, uh, that's a lot of money. B, we're not selling tickets to this event. This is a free public event. B, it's for a good cause. C, we're not even fundraising off of it. We're not trying to pass a hat around and donate money. There's no money is coming into us. We're just spending the money and we're ju- all we're trying to do is promote voting. We'll do three each. We went up to 3000 each. And the agent was like, uh, I'll go to them. And he said, you know, Trixie's going to be out of town, but Katya will be in town. He goes, if, if, what do you think of these other queens? And he listed a bunch of queens and stuff like that. One of them was Alaska. And I had said, I said, you know, we actually wanted Alaska at first, but somebody who listens to her show said that she was going to be in, in New York for Halloween. And the guy was like, oh, I don't see anything on the books, but let me look. And he goes, oh. So then he comes back and he goes, oh, yeah, she is going to be in New York for Halloween. So she was off the table. So I said, okay, well, let's just do Katya. And um, he comes back to me. He goes, okay. And he had me fill out a form and fill all this stuff out. And, he, and oh, we also hired Jackie Beat and Tammy Brown for a lot of money, by the way. The Jackie Beat was like $2,000 and Tammy Brown was like $1,500. And um, we were like, okay, well, we'll just spend it. That was what we were going to spend on Trixie anyway. But that was only three drag queens, you know? And Katya, what we finally, in the negotiations, got her down to, and what we asked her to do was um, she just had to show up for a few minutes. She had to show up, drop off her ballot, and leave. We have a car that would pick her up, take her home. And the total we were asking for was half an hour. And her agent came back and said, Trixie, uh, Katya felt that wasn't enough money. She doesn't want to do it. And we were like, what the fuck? That, that was just like, fuck these bitches. I, and I'll be honest with you. I can't blame Trixie because she was out of town. I can't blame Alaska because she was out of town. They never got a chance to say no, no to us that way. But Katya saying that wasn't enough money? That was... Like insulting. That was like gross for a good cause, you know? And also, if you don't know this, I mean, maybe you do, like the coronavirus has wiped out ways for these drag queens to make money. They're not getting gigs. There are no gigs. So, okay. So again, now I'm stressed out because he, the, the booker's like, well, you can do Pandora box, you know, for like $500 or $550. I'm like, ugh. Is that what it's come down to? Is now Pandora box? And I said, ah, oh, we'll pass. You know? So then I was reading. That's when I started getting really stressed and like crying. And like, I was just like, what's going on? This event. Oh, because by that point, because honestly, I would have just canceled the whole thing. But by that point, RuPaul had a promoted the event on her social media. Okay. And, uh, we were like, oh my god, oh my god, now this is a real thing, okay? So, it's, RuPaul's promoting an event that we don't even know what it is. That a lot of our memes are like, what is this going to be? 
So at this point, I see in the gay blogs that this woman had organized a video for Florida where a bunch of drag queens um, made videos to get out the vote in Florida. Okay. And so I just sort of tracked her down. Her name was Sarah Lazarus. I tracked her down and I emailed her. And there's a funny story with that in that there are two comedy writers in New York named Sarah Lazarus. But I guess one of them is like works for like, um, uh, what's the name of that? Pod Save America and works for like daily. I don't know. Works for all kinds of like fancy places. And I wrote to her and I said, hey, are you the Sarah Lazarus that made this video with a bunch of drag queens in Florida? And she wrote back and was like, no, but I wish I was. Right? And so whatever. So then I find the real Sarah Lazarus. I write to her. The reason I bring up that story is it turns out that Sarah Lazarus, the famous one, I guess, famous-ish one, one with more Twitter followers, bigger social media presence, tweeted about me writing to her. She copied, she didn't put my name, but she copied the email and tweeted it. And she said, I don't know who the other Sarah Lazarus is, but she's obviously a lot cooler than I am or something. So Sarah Lazarus, the, the real Sarah, the La- Sarah Lazarus I was telling, talking about told me. So um anyway, so this Sarah Lazarus, and, and I don't even have time to finish this story with her. She's one of these people who she was a godsend. She was a literal godsend. Uh, we paid her and, uh, she was a godsend because she, um, knew how to do this stuff. And we, I wish we, I would have known about her before because she taught us a lot. Like for instance, the mistake we made with Trixie and Katya and Tammy Brown and all that, all these people is I didn't know this. I guess entertainers like these drag queens have two different kinds of representation. They have booking managers who book them into concerts and theaters and all that. And that's who I was contacting. And then they have talent managers and those talent managers are more interested in the star's career. And if you go through the talent manager or their publicist, you can get the Queens for next to nothing or very cheap. And she said the booking agent's going to always try and really just hammer it home on the price. Okay? They're going to just really, it's going to be really, really expensive if you go through the booking agent. So in that respect, Katya may get a pass, but that still makes no sense that Katya said that there was not enough money, but unless that person was lying. Okay? So, and maybe trying to get more money out of us. And I was like, hmm, No. They, he probably wanted us to give us her Trixie's money too. And we weren't going to do it. So anyway, uh, so she got us Laganja Astranja because she had a connection to Laganja. She did amazing things. You know, like I told you, there was this, um, uh, stream, this live stream they were doing for to get it, to, to get out the vote. And Jackie, that's the other thing. Jackie Beat, we had to cancel her because we were like, what's two thousand? Why am I going to spend two thousand dollars on Jackie Beat? We canceled all our contracts and we started booking smaller queens for more money. So we we figured quantity was, uh, I wouldn't say quality, but was more important than social media fame or who they were. 
And so we turned, we, we canceled Jackie Beat, we canceled Tammy Brown, and we started from scratch. We got Laganja. I'm not going to give her, because we actually landed up hiring Laganja, but we got Laganja for a lot cheaper. Um, if you heard the public feed, you know that Peppermint recorded a thing for us. We got that for cheap. We also got another drag queen named Paige Turner in New York to do the video for the live stream. We got that for a lot cheaper. And so this Sarah Lazarus really, really, really helped us. We're running out of time, but then she started to bug the shit out of me because that bitch worked really, really, really hard. I will give you that. But the problem with these type A work hard people is then, then they set their sights on you and she... She wouldn't leave us alone, which is so funny because, as, as you'll hear in tomorrow's episode, Laganja was lovely. Lovely. Oh, my God. I love dealing with Laganja. But, oh, my God, there was all this drama with Laganja and her people. And you'll hear about that in tomorrow's episode. For right now, let's hope for the best with the election. But if things don't go our way, we did it for four years. We can do it for another four years. We continue the fight. We march on. We fight for what we think is best. The things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Nothing lasts forever. Not even this. All right. We'll see you next time on this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media.